morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, June 6th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to talk about one of the epistles from the Bible. But before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, may your spirit of power, may your spirit of peace rest on all of us this day. May we know you are present and go out and live lives accordingly. Amen. Amen. Friends, this is from 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 1 through 9, and this is the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, how are you? And what is the last best thing you've seen in the church? Hmm, how am I? I am good. Um, Let's see. It's a Wednesday while we're recording this. Monday Mm -hmm. was a holiday, so I don't know about you, but I've lost a day and I'm way behind. (laughs) Um, So those are always like double-edged swords. Like, yay, it's fun. Oh, no. Um, And then I drag my feet. I'm like, I have so much to do. I'm going to drag my feet and make this take longer in my life. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, Last best thing. um, So last Sunday you preached, which meant that I got to do the children's sermon. (laughs) And it, um, I don't know if it's the best thing, but it cracked me up because no one wanted to come sit with Tara. Like there were very (laughs) few kids and the ones who came were not about it. And it just made me laugh. (laughs) There, there was there was quite a fight between grandmother and grandchild. Out there. I wanted to be like Wells. I baptized you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How are you? Uh, I am well. I am well. Uh, I'm literally. Allie and I have been talking about how much we don't want to exercise mm-hmm. this evening. All day long, like it's just been text back and forth. So I am I am living in a spirit of 
foreboding, um, I guess. Uh, and the last best thing I've seen in the church uh, was getting to meet with someone who who is terminally ill, is, is approaching the end of their life. And they just, it was so wonderful to be around them as they talked about God and gratitude. Mm. And uh, they said this really beautiful line of, you know, I hope it doesn't take all of us to receive a terminal illness to appreciate uh, the gratitude we have for God and God's gifts. And so that's been a huge blessing to me and something that I've held on to and trying to. uh, It is always humbling. And it's happened to me several times as a minister to meet people who are dying better than I am living. Mm. Yep. It's humbling and moving and a privilege to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. But to our scripture, who is Timothy? And how did he become this beloved child? How did he come to learn the good news? So um, here's what we know about Timothy. We know that he was um, converted or heard the gospel from Paul in one of the early churches. He traveled with Paul for a time, although the historical record of that is difficult to piece together. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's this really lovely, special relationship. We also know that that phrase, beloved child, in the Greek really means a deep friendship. Um, So it would have been used between friends in that Hellenistic culture. I don't think it necessarily means a paternal sort of feeling, although he may have it. And so Paul is writing to Timothy while he's imprisoned. Um, Apparently you have a lot of time when you're imprisoned to write letters if you want. (laughs) I wish I could go to prison. (laughs) And there is the idea that um, it says, you know, that the last time he saw Timothy, there were tears. And maybe that's because Paul was being sent to prison. Maybe it's just because they were going to be separated. But whatever it is, Paul loves Timothy. And Timothy loves Paul. And Timothy has gotten the faith, heard the faith, um, most likely from Paul's efforts at expanding the church, but he also heard it from his mother and grandmother, um, who his mother would have been a Jewish woman who was actually married to a Gentile. And so she took on his faith. And so there's this lovely idea that the person who, um, you know, started the church in a lot of ways in that area, Paul, is very close to Timothy, but there's also the idea that these women, in case you ever wondered if women have a role in ministry, it is these women who have passed that faith on to Timothy. Um, And now Paul is saying, I see that it's alive in you. And a lot of these letters are written when Paul isn't quite sure if he's gonna make it out of prison. And so what he is doing is wanting to offer him this encouragement and guidance on how to live um, as a person of faith. Um, what do you know or think about Timothy or about the first part of this passage? Yeah, I was uh, I was actually shocked in just reading about Timothy of really how important of a New Testament character he is. Uh, not only does he get this very... Uh, special moment of receiving two epistolatory letters within the New Testament, but also I didn't realize that, uh, I just, I guess I've never paid attention to the first verses, but he essentially co-writes three New Testament letters with Paul of Colossians, Philemon, and uh, Philippians, all say uh, Paul and 
and Timothy send you this letter. Yeah. Uh, and so he is intimately involved with Paul uh, throughout these missionary journeys. And as you said, it's almost impossible to reconstruct where he went, but he did go lots of places. That's what that's what we can draw. We may not know exactly where or the timeline of it, but we do know he went out and he came back and he went out and he came back and he has this intimate relationship with Paul. But so Timothy is kind of this... Um, very, very important character that's kind of just existing <laughs> in the background that's having an influence on what we read in the New Testament, though it's never actually his words that we that we necessarily get. So I, I found that really fascinating. And, and also that Timothy, uh, Acts 16 is where we first are introduced to him. And, and as you described, you know, we have, the, he has some sort of conversion. He has this fostering mm-hmm. of faith through Paul. Um, and as as you said before, his his mother was a Jewish woman who was a believer, and his father was Greek. He was Gentile, so he comes from this um, kind of this really interesting background of his his mother is clearly a, a Jewish woman in diaspora. Like she's she's yeah. she's she's outside of Jerusalem. She's outside of of where her people are from and her faith is from. Uh, and so he has that one part, and then. The other half, his father, is, is from the areas, is, is part of the culture in that way. So he comes from this kind of split culture. And and I have noticed that I think that people who have um, kind of that background of sometimes maybe confusion or not really being able to find a home or, or being mm-hmm. transient sometimes make the best uh, preachers and the best uh, outreachers of the faith because uh, I think in our hearts we have this deep longing for a home. Uh, and they, and and so some of us find that in our family, and they, we find it in our lives or our jobs or comfortability. And so people who have grown up with maybe that insecurity have first found it in Christ. And yes. I think you see that with Timothy, and that's why he's he's able to go out and be effective in these things. Yeah, I love that, and I think Paul um, again. Uh, is very loving in this, mm-hmm. which is great to see. He's not setting some church on fire, although it gets a little rocky a little later, not because of (laughs) Timothy. Um, But it's interesting to look at what he wants Timothy to kind of like have in his soul, Mm -hmm. really, as Timothy now will do the work that Paul has done. Mm -hmm. And that's what we'll take a look at on Friday. Cliffhanger! (laughs) All right, friends, with that, I'll leave you with this quote from Wendell Berry's novel, Jaber Crow. And I knew that the spirit that had gone forth to shape the world and make it live was still alive in it. I just had no doubt. I could see that I lived in the created world and it was still being created. I would be part of it forever. There was no escape. The spirit that made it was in it, shaping it and reshaping it, sometimes lying at rest sometimes standing up and shaking itself like a muddy horse and letting the pieces fly. I'll tell you what, I'm halfway through Jaber Crow right now. And it's, it's so good. And it's it, it, that's what everyone has said, and so I was really concerned about coming to it with such high expectations, and it has met and exceeded every single one of those. So if you haven't read it, let me continue to build up those expectations, uh, but all of you should. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk more about the Spirit and Pentecost. But now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.